You're listening to the Mike Signorelli Podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Mike Signorelli and my guy. This is Evan Wilson coming at you. We're driving right now and we're starting this new thing. It's called Post on Every Platform All the Time because that's the future. And we're having a conversation in the car right now. We're driving on the Long Island Expressway, right? And, you know, just kind of like this whole Gary Vaynerchuk document the journey, we have so many incredible conversations every single day. So now I've got a Rode microphone attached to my phone. We're grabbing it, we're going, it is, it's happening. But what we are specifically talking about is, you know, I personally believe that the future is online. Like if you're going to be a person of influence, specifically in the realm of the church, being a pastor, it's not enough to show up and preach on Sunday. And something that's really been on my heart lately has been this concept that, you know, if if you, like, let's say I'm your pastor and you come to church on Sunday and that message, you know, does its thing, it changes your life. And then Monday through Saturday, you listen to six other preachers. Essentially, I'm not the only person pastoring you. And that's not a bad thing because there's so many incredible voices out there. But I feel like what God specifically been speaking to me, and I know that's a controversial uh, statement to make, but I do believe that God does speak to people. Um, the impression that I've been getting on my heart is to get loud, get loud online and go after the digital community. Like the reality is not everyone can even physically fit. Like we're running out of seats at V1 on Sunday right now. And, but everyone's got a phone in their hand. So get loud. So anyways, with that, I've been kind of like studying and, and how do we do this? Like, how do we make it a goal to take digital territory? And I started to study. So for those of you who don't know my background, um, I was actually an alcoholic. I, I was an 11 on a 12 point scale for high function alcoholism. And, um, Um, There just is this direct correlation between very successful people and alcoholism. And one of the reasons being, when you drink alcohol, you release dopamine. And dopamine is what hits your brain and makes you feel like you've accomplished something. And so drinking is a shortcut to dopamine. And a lot of times it kind of coexists with all the other real accomplishments that you're doing in your life. And I I think that's my biggest explanation for, uh, you know, why why I was so attracted to that. Well, anyways, like now that I've been firing up, kind of following that school, the document the journey, Gary Vaynerchuk kind of element, get loud online. I was realizing more and more that there is this extreme opportunity for me to get to basically trade addictions because I've been free from alcoholism for years now. And that's part of my, my testimony. But I kind of had this moment in prayer yesterday as I was preparing to like fire up all these social media channels to think about what am I just going to exchange one dopamine addiction for another? Like, am I going to get a measure of success? because we know that everything comes down to stewardship in the kingdom. And what that means, if you're not a Christian and you're listening, is God, his version of success is that it won't destroy you. Now, you're going to have to get up on a cross and die to yourself, but that's the that's a healthy kind of destruction. But I'm talking about, like, wipe you out. So, because I had the thought, like, is Gary V a dopamine addict? Like, is what's driving him all day long that hit on his brain? And if so, that's not in and of itself a bad thing, um, but what would that look like in a life-giving Christian paradigm? And so, for example, and this is kind of what Evan and I were talking about, I guess, like, Evan, my first question to you, because he's, like, we kind of straddle different generations. I think I'm like a, what do we call it, like a millennial Xer, yeah, an Xennial? Like 
I'm like a really old millennial or a really young Xer, I think. And then he's just straight like millennial. He represents the best of the best from that generation. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what do you think? Like, because we're talking about dopamine, we're talking about how like even being successful and getting loud online and accumulating larger audiences is a trap because it may look like you're crushing it, but in reality, it's crushing you. So what do you think like life and the life, the, you know, what's like a normal, like life of a millennial with the relationship of their phone, those dopamine hits, what's it look like? Like, how does the day start? Oh, I think it definitely starts like every day starts and ends with checking your phone, you know, swiping up, you know, refreshing that feed. And I think I love what you're talking about because it's so important in this juncture in human development to to be very intentional and very um, just aware because Generation Z is the first generation that we see in humanity that's grown up with the access to the internet like they have just 24-7 social media and I think it's just so important to be intentional about how we come at this and how we how we view our interaction with this environment Um, because yeah it's just it's something that we haven't experienced and it's um, it is that dopamine hit and it's it's there's so many people who are searching for identity searching for you know self-esteem and looking for I mean when you look at it social media is self-promotion so we have kids Millennials generation Z where 90% of their day that they're not sleeping is searching for that self-promotion and when when that doesn't come at them like they like they may want it to I think the results of that are very negative to where I'll talk to kids um, like middle school and high school where if they post a picture and it doesn't get as many likes as they want they'll delete it and that's just such a results-based existence and that's just you know we haven't really seen I think we're beginning to see what that can do to the psyche of young people and that's why it's so important what you're saying to look at the data like how are we interacting with this new age of our development is a race yeah it is so many good points there because there is no playbook like if you're a leader right now it is changing so rapidly there is no playbook so we've got to actually like take a seat and like evaluate what we're doing ourselves and I had this like revelation so here's a wisdom bomb that that I feel like this was a Holy Spirit thing but essentially I'm thinking through the lens of you know being a former alcoholic dopamine and then I have this revelation like I'm I do or did do what most of you probably do every day just like Evan said the Millennials uh, the the generation Z whatever you, you charge your phone in close enough proximity to your bed so that you don't get out of your bed. And then what happens is you wake up and probably before you even pee, you grab your phone and you get the biggest dopamine hit you're going to get in the day because you've been sleeping long enough to accumulate all your likes, all your comments, your emails. And so you open your phone up and that's your biggest hit of the day. And I kind of had this revelation of... Think about what that's doing. Like you're in your bed. You're in a place of passivity. You're in a lethargic place. You're literally in a place of comfort receiving your largest dose of dopamine. 
And for those of you listening who want to be leaders, that is anti-leader, you know, because you're basically making it you're making your one of your biggest biological associations with accomplishment happening in the bed. And I'm not even talking about sex. I'm talking about social media. And, and, and so in other words, it is no real accomplishment at all. And I don't know that has huge implications for this generation. And I, so what I've done some of you are still reeling because you're processing that right now. What I've done is I've actually backed up, charged my phone way away from my bed, and then today was my first morning where I made a concerted conscious effort to get out of bed, walk around, go pee, talk to my kids, hug my wife, make her coffee, and then grab my phone and get that mega dose of dopamine hit. And I, that changed everything for me. And so when we, as we have this conversation about influence, God will never release. I'm, I'm not, see, there's, you can go get influence, but I'm talking about the kind of influence that's released. And this is more from a Christian perspective. I'm sorry if it offends you, but There is an influence that God will release that will further the kingdom, which really it may include you, but it's not about you. And that's what I'm after because at the end of the day, like my my tombstone will be a whitewashed tombstone. It's like, you know, my name is not the name that will endure. It's the name of Jesus. So it's like anything that I do is literally to to shout the name of Jesus. And like that's that's really why that's my why behind. And, you know, for me, for those of you who don't, know me well I've gotten to the point where in in the largest you know the biggest major metropolitan in the US I've been able to launch a church that has like more than quadruple in size in the first 10 months in a region that each church is alive because no one would argue with the fact that I was cutting my teeth on how to communicate and preach and do what God's called me to do for years and years. And if you can get in the room while I'm ministering and doing what God's called me to do, there will be freedom and breakthrough. And I don't say that in arrogance. That's just, I mean, when you brass tacks, like why is V1 advancing? One of the key ingredients is like I know I've honed you know uh, the anointing and God's gifting in my life to break chains to the extent that I can get the job done and so my and, and I love seeing people get free matter of fact the, the real mission of our church is to help people realize and then reach their potential and so I'm very like anti one man show so breaking chains and getting people to come through to, to the other side is the first step often for them realizing and reaching their potential you you can't you can't really your your full potential in captivity you've got to get free so I live for that so my why behind you know getting loud online breaking these these platforms is if I can make what happens in the room happen virtually digitally it can then happen in their living room in their bedroom in their house that's my why behind so with that I've got to ask like what are the implications and I was telling Evan I said early on in my journey when I didn't have a high level of accountability, I think the God-given influence was held back on me because God was saying, you know what, in, you know, if I release more influence, it's that then alcohol and his closeted struggle is going to kill him. If I release more influence, uh, his you know, uh, infidelity, marriage issues is going to kill him. And I, now, because I have a very high level of accountability in my life, those are not simply not factors anymore, but 
the new factor and the new equation when I started to pray and really wrestle with God about what would it take to reach more people to do what I do and what you've called me to do was will you trade the addiction of alcohol that you already got free from for a new addiction to dopamine and I wrestled with that yesterday um, and so now we're, we're kind of doing this like we're still on the Long Island Expressway <laughs> by the way. but we're kind of doing this podcast now to talk about those implications and so for you as a listener what am I talking about like what does this have to do with you well it's simple any area of your life that you feel you want to grow you you must ask yourself a couple of questions so if you're taking notes you know you can write this down and ask yourself these questions every single day number one why do I want that success that's you have to be able to answer that question and God will not feed your insecurities matter I was preaching this last week you can listen to the v1 church podcast on iTunes stitch or whatever but God will confront your insecurities and address them and comfort you in them. You know, he did it to Jeremiah, Isaiah, you know, Moses, but then he will simultaneously deny you the right for those insecurities to uh, be a reason why you don't obtain greatness and do what he's called you to do. So, you know, but God, if your why behind is based in an insecurity, so like, well, I want my influence to grow because I don't feel like I have self-worth then you're not then you're you're literally not going to receive god-given influence and then whatever influence that that why behind generates in your life that you go and create will eventually destroy you that's good that's real good i love what you said a little bit ago like god-given influence and success is success that doesn't destroy you and i think i think where people get tripped up is they're chasing not true sustainable success they're chasing the illusion of success and I think there's there's a big um, epidemic of people who have this illusion of success through social media and through what they're experiencing online. Whereas, you know, don't get me wrong. There's people who who build up, you know, real uh, real success and real businesses online through Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. But there's so many. I think especially young people that literally based like you said their self-worth on how many followers they have or how many likes they're getting and if they start to rack those up it, it builds up this illusion of success when in reality um, you know it's not it's not sustainable it's not lasting it's not impactful uh, and I think why we're seeing success in our church and be one church and why um, why you see so much success in your life pastor Mike is because you built up that sustainable success. You put in those years behind the scenes. You um, you view social media as a means to an end, not the end, mm -hmm. and not the success in and of itself. Um, it's it's just a platform to accomplish the calling that you have on your life. And I think that's why we're seeing so much uh, so much results from that through our church and through your personal. Uh, encounters in your personal ministry um, and that's where I think we need to start seeing a shift in this younger generation is um, it's great to build on an online platform because that's the new community that's where people are that's where the world is going but if it begins and ends there then we're missing it 
Yeah, that's so so good. You're right. If I like what you said about it's a mean, you know, it's 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 a means to an end, not the end. So question number one is why do you even want it? Why do you want influence? Why do you want success? Question number two would be what are you gonna do with it when it comes? And I think that like if I were able, if you're okay right now, let's say you logged off of this podcast, you know, you close the app out, whatever, you hit stop, and then you open up your Instagram, your Facebook excuse me, your Facebook, whatever, and your Bieber status, like that would be cool for a couple of hours, then what would you do with it? And I think you have, that's question number two, you have to answer is like, what, what am I going to do with this? And so for us, like, you know, me specifically, I have this mechanism through V1 where people are going to go on a journey. Like we believe in creating an organization that has many steps so that people don't feel like they plateaued, you know? So I, that's for me, the local church. And we have a vision, Acts chapter one, eight, local, regional, national, international. So for me, the reality of it is with that audience, it's going to become a catalyst for more V1 locations on the ground to be a physical manifestation of what's happening digitally. And I've got systems that take people on a journey beyond just the social media experience. So for you, you have to plug in that variable like, okay, your personal brand, your organizational brand, your business brand, it blows up. Now what? What are you going to do with those people? They're real people. And I've had to, I think for me, I'm reverse engineering it because I already have that reality happening week to week. It's just looking at the implications of it online. And I would say, and we talk about this all the time, like there really aren't pastors even thinking about this. I hit up Vayner Media yesterday and was like, consider working with us. I'm a pastor. And, you know, and I told him, think Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa more than you think about James Jones. You know, like we're <laughs> we're not in a cult or whatever. But I think that we're, we're letting, especially as Christians, we let the world trailblaze and then we just jump on their back their curtails we're always late we're always corny and I want to flip the script and just jump up ahead and now's the time to do it because you know and I talk about this all the time like when I was a teenager I had blue hair, green hair, red hair, dreadlocks. I was a punk rocker. I was literally in the punk rock scene. And one of the ethos of the punk rock scene is DIY. It was like, we will never bow to the corporate, like, you know, persona. We will net, you know, we're going to make our own buttons. We're going to press our own vinyl. We're going to make our own CDs. Like if a major label approached you, like you never take the deal. That was kind of the, and we live like, honestly, the whole world has turned into a punk rock rock DIY ethic now and and so I think in in the history of my life like I've been primed for this and you know for me it was like a lot of the preachers that I really respected were guys who went on Chicago public uh, access television and radio and just kind of did their own and now it's crazy is like seeing how they syndicated in those early days now in the digital realm these guys are in their 40s 50s and 60s and they're penetrating I mean they've got I mean they're because they understand that 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 DIY ethic. So, you know, I think that the, the real, and maybe the third question is, uh, that you need to ask is like, who is it going to take to make, to, to fulfill that? So if you can truly give me a real why, give yourself a real why behind, if you can truly talk about like, well, what, what are we going to do when, if, and when the influence comes, I think the final question that you've got to ask yourself is who's going to do it? Like what team is it going to take? And for us, we've been really trying to ask that question because to give you guys kind of the behind the scenes. So we are a 10 and a half month old church. 
and we started with 18 people and in 10 and a half months in a region where the average church attendance is 30 people uh, we have over 250 people represented and more than that that call at home like in regular weekly attendance and uh, so that's great you know I mean we're really breaking all the rules on what should happen out here and it's just continuing to trend upward but what we've tried to do is compete with like major brands because one of my heroes is Steve Jobs and you know when you watch Steve Jobs documentaries he, yeah, he smashed it with the personal computer, but he actually, um, as soon as that debuted and he got some sem- semblance of notoriety, IBM basically said, well, we're the big boys on the block. Let's hire Bill Gates. Let's bankroll a movement and let's just destroy Apple. And when you really study it, it Steve Jobs didn't just win one time. He won over and over and over again, but he was winning against people with bank accounts 50 times bigger. He was winning against people with teams and staffs that were a hundred, a thousand times bigger. And there's this really awesome poignant moment where Apple is one of hundreds of personal computing companies at this like convention. And you see like all the ripoffs, all the, 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 the people who basically are like, we're going to jump in this emerging market and make a personal computer. And you realize like, man, Steve Jobs had to outthink and out hustle and how out grind hundreds and hundreds of competitors that were trying to steal his idea, replicate it, whatever. And so one of the implications for me, I ask myself like, and and I've been saying this from the beginning, but can V1 Church be the Steve Jobs of the, the 80s that just outthinks the major players? Like, And so, you know, for us, it's like we have a live stream on a rebroadcast and we're editing that joker all through the week. And we've got a guy who takes a hard drive every single day in, uh, to his house and um, mixes it in a home studio you know that him and his dad's like business and we do so many things that's like duct tape in a dream but and you know it's like unlimited graphic design because we have a decent brand through like a company that's learned our brand and trying to just crank to, to be that and so I think if you're making the excuse if you're listening to saying well you don't understand I have a full-time job it's like man we've got the equivalent of five full-time jobs right now Steve Jobs like you know whoever you, they had your same they had basically your same conditions with a different rationale and I think that's always going to be what it takes is, um, you know, not limiting yourself. But our drive's over. We're here at the V1 HQ. This was incredible, man. Why don't you guys do this? Um, help me out. This is a great 20-minute spot. Uh, let me know how this inspired you. DM me on Instagram. My handle's at Mike Signorelli with a under, little underscore. Um, and so you'll find me if you search me. Uh, hit me up. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited. Yeah. If you want more of these episodes or you got a topic that you want us to tackle or want me to tackle, let me know. We're, we're in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if y'all are listening on iTunes, just drop a com- comment, a review, whatever they call it, because uh, that really helps. Uh, rate this podcast. Share it with a friend if you enjoyed the content. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, guys. See you later. Peace. Thanks again for joining us for the Mike Signorelli Podcast. If you enjoy learning from Mike on this podcast, you can help get the word out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it on social media with your friends. Until next time, thanks for joining us for the Mike Signorelli Podcast.